In this week's episode, Patty Flynn, who is a Quality Institute's senior consultant, and I will chat about how Getty Images curated a Black History and Culture collection, about a new employee benefit from Nintendo, and much more. Hey there, my name is Bernadette Smith. Welcome to Five Things in 15 Minutes, my weekly show where I bring good vibes to DEI. That is good vibes to diversity, equity, and inclusion with a little dash of corporate social responsibility. What I found is that there are lots of news stories about what's going wrong in the world and lots of negative data, but there are also a lot of things going right. That's what I like to focus on. I search for DEI stories that we can be inspired by and learn from. My hope is to inspire you to experiment with some of these inclusive actions and policies within your own organization to help you build a more inclusive world. Let's get started. Patty, will you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Patty Flynn, and I am, as stated, Senior DEI Strategy Consultant at Equality Institute here and talk to y'all about some cool stuff, but also like, you know, Bernadette, you're burying the lead here. You want to talk about something that you're obsessed with right now. Yes, I am. Thank you. I am. I've been obsessed. I have, you know, when I finished my book last year, I, I was itching for a new project. <laughs> I was ready for something new and I, and I was searching for the right idea. And what I do know, did know was that my book inclusive 360 was about getting into action and moving from good intentions around diversity, equity, and inclusion into meaningful action and so I decided to make an assessment and roadmap tool based on the book. So the Inclusive 360 assessment and roadmap is now live. It is a digital web app that anyone can use or buy. And um, pretty, ex- I wouldn't have been able to do it without you, Patty. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it was a, a wonderful opportunity to take some of the things that we had been doing with our clients and get deeper into this work it is an opportunity to get deeper into this work. And by deep, I mean like really deep because the assessment tool actually has at least 275 questions divided into about 20 different functional areas within an organization. So it is deep. It is very specific and robust. And that's one of my favorite things about it is its specificity. Because before we built this tool, you know, we were doing custom assessments and audits for clients and delivering a DEI strategic plan. But one of the things that I felt was kind of missing was a real specificity. You know, so the strategic plan might say something like expand the employee pipeline and, you know, might have a couple of ideas to increase diversity in hiring, but it didn't say, you know, and here are, here's a link to the historically black colleges and universities. And here is uh, a list of other potential partners to um, to connect with to increase diversity, like a real specificity to it, I think, is what was missing um, from our previous work. And, you know, this app and assessment tool, the, the roadmap, it solves all of that. It gets really specific because I want to remove the excuses for not doing 
the DEI work because honestly, I know in my in in my business, if I don't have a concrete idea and specifics about how to move forward, chances are I'm going to get stuck. Yeah, and I think what you were saying too about like not even, not only just like one question that would be about that particular topic, but we we're asking like four or five questions that ask that directly, but then kind of go around into different aspects of every different thing that, you know, policies and processes and, and the ways that business operates. So it gets so much deeper just because of the way that we ask and the way that we're trying to find out this information and the way that we're challenging people to really understand what's going on inside their businesses um, and inside their organizations. Exactly. So if, if whoever is watching or listening really wants to, you know, get under the, the hood, <laughs> if you don't mind the car metaphor, <laughs> um, get under the hood of your organization and really assess its levels of equity and inclusion check out the Inclusive 360 app. The website's inclusive360.com and you can take a, even take a mini assessment quiz, which is inclusive360.com slash quiz. All right, Patty. So let's get into this week's good vibes. So the first story this week is um, about Getty Images curated a Black history and culture collection to provide access to historical and cultural cultural images of the African and Black diaspora. So this is really uh, designed to increase the, great, uh, the amount of stories that are told about these communities and cultures in education. Pretty cool. We, we've looked at, we've looked through images, you know, looking for things and all too often it's, you know, they, like you said, and it's about the white gaze. It's about, our perspective as white people, as opposed to the perspective of someone from that community. And it just makes so much sense. And, you know, Getty hasn't necessarily had the best history of having the most diverse collections. So, and, and offering it for free for educational and non-commercial uses is really a, a, a huge positive. It really is. And what I actually really love is how they acknowledge that. I mean, that was part of the press release about this was acknowledging the lack of diversity in the past about how that can perpetuate systemic racism and acknowledging that this is a time that they can start to do better. These free images are for educational use, for non-commercial use. And I think at a time when we're seeing critical race theory under attack, we're seeing diversity in education under attack, the use of these images and the stories that go along with them can be a really important tool for storytelling in authentic ways. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. All right. So next story is Nintendo. So Nintendo, which is based in Japan, um, has expanded their employee benefits to provide marriage benefits to LGBTQ employees who are in domestic partnerships or common law marriages. So this might not seem like a, a major deal for those who are listening from the U.S. or the U.K. Um, because, you know, we have marriage equality here in the U.S., and, and in the UK, but in Japan, there are no such rights. 
And so by Nintendo extending these be benefits to those employees, they're really setting a precedent for other companies. And they're letting the government know that, hey, this is something that's going to be important to us. And we're going to take care of our employees with or without you. Yeah. You know, sometimes it does stink to see that corporations and, and for-profit organizations have to be the ones pushing our governments, whether it's here in the U.S. or or in other countries to, to make these kind of changes, but it's at least a positive to see that it's actually happening. And in that country, you know, it, it is the, they, the, a judge ruled that it's not enshrined in their constitution. And even still, there's 200 some cities that are giving these certificates out. So at least there's a way for some folks to to be able to do that. But then the next level is the, the benefits and, and trying to tie things together so that you're being treated the same as a married, uh, you know, a heterosexual couple. Um, right. And in a country that it's not, it's not super um, accepting of, of LGBTQ folks. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we started seeing U.S. corporations doing, I think, starting really in the 90s, um, very, very slowly, but surely. Yeah. So this is really, you know, essentially 20, 30 years behind the time of the most progressive U.S. corporation. So, you know, yeah. but sometimes companies do have to sort of fill in that equity gap from what the government offers in terms of protections and and uh, for, for LGBTQ plus and non-LGBTQ plus folks. I did think it was, I, I love the headline too, that they, um, you know, as someone who is a child of the 90s, 80s and 90s, playing video games, they, they, they are playing a Nintendo video games. They said it, it gave a power up. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, just really, I just really thought that that was um, apropos though too, because it is, it, it is giving a power up. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Okay. Third story is about educator and civil rights activist, Mary McLeod Bethune, who has become the first black person to have a state commission statue in the U.S. Capitol's statutory hall, which is pretty cool, but especially cool because it is replacing a Confederate statue. Pretty nice. Yeah. How do we still have Confederate statues in the U.S. Capitol? I know, right? Good, good question. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could just replace all of them if there's any more left. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good to see that there's recognition happening, even as, like you were saying in the, in the first five things that, you know, we're, we're seeing attacks on critical race theory, which it's calling everything critical race theory doesn't make it critical race theory. But, you know, just like allowing folks to, to learn history from a perspective other than the folks who wrote it initially um, that had a, a particular bias. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's how it should be, right? I mean, <laughs> these are the stories that should be told from the perspectives of of the of that, that people from that culture. And, you know, yeah. really ni another nice thing about this sculpture that's notable is that the sculpture was actually made by a Latina. And yeah. It's so this uh, this this woman becomes the first Latina to have a sculpture in the statutory hall as well. So I love it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
All right. Last stories come from ADP and Betterment, which have preferred name pronouns or policies that I think are really notable here. So ADP, which is an employee benefits administrator, um, they have a new preferred or chosen name program enhancement to their systems. So ADP clients, and they have probably hundreds of thousands of them, um, whose own employees go by a different name than the one in their forms, can actually add that preferred name or chosen name to the record. And that chosen name can be viewed by people on the team, whereas the legal name is only visible to administrators. Similar thing with Betterment, who did a similar update for their account holders. Pretty great. I love this. Yeah, as someone who went for about a year and a half with a legal name that was different than, um, well, actually, my legal name isn't even Patty Flynn, but <laughs> um, Patricia. But it's so positive to hear this because, you know, even for someone who may be cisgender um, and not having to deal with the issues that a trans person might might face in this situation, being able to go by a, a nickname, you know, a lot of people use their middle name, and to to get that as the name in the systems that organizations are using to keep track of them, from an HR perspective, from a payroll perspective, it's it makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense, and it's definitely something that I think every organization should immediately go in and update and make yes. sure that, that that feature is turned on and that you ensure your employees have access to that feature so they can update themselves. All right, folks, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. Welcome to those folks who are catching us for the first time. If you don't already get the 5 Things newsletter, you can subscribe at 5thingsdei.com. Uh, please listen, review, et cetera, share. We love talking about these good vibes in DEI and hope you have a great week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Patty. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Five Things in 15 Minutes. I hope you found yourself inspired by at least one of this week's stories. If you did, would you mind sharing it with a colleague and leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform? And if you don't already get my Five Things newsletter, join at fivethingsdei.com. I'm Bernadette Smith, and I'll see you next week right here for Five Things in 15 Minutes, bringing good vibes to DEI 